Okay, ladies, here we go. Light of day. How was your guys' Virgo season? Let's start there. So far. Well, that's a good question. Mine was definitely pretty busy so far, um, getting my office ready and just putting on all those like final details and touches with my space and cleansing it and looking for proper artwork. So it's kind of like definitely been the nitty gritty details I've been working on with some of my stuff. So it's been good. Productive. Productive. Oh, that's a good word. Productive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mine has been the same. Uh, My Virgo season was, I felt like my mental activity was off the charts and I just, my mind was, it's weird. Cause on one hand, I feel like my mind was racing, but it also felt kind of clear at the same time. I don't know, but it was a, a like a kickstart and like mental overload, but in a very good way. What about you, Dee? Um, I felt like mine since like I have Virgo in my third house, um, and my moon is there, I felt like when I talked about Virgo season on the podcast and I was like, oh, Mars is coming through and it's like clearing the path for everyone else to come through. I feel like that's exactly what happened. I feel like Mars came in my third house and since my moon is there and you know, they call that the house of like your siblings, uh, communication, vocational Mm -hmm. learning, my and like cousins too, and or people who you view as family, as that kind of family. So for me, my third house does represent my friendships. And I feel like when Mars came in and like cleared that out, like I, you know, you, you get into situations in life, like you'll date a guy and one guy treats you like shit. And then like you date a new guy and he's treated you like, oh my God, I didn't even know this is how a relationship should be. And then like you stay with that person, right? And I feel like, you guys came in and like, even though we've been friends for a long time, our friendship like has just changed like so dramatically over the past however long. And I think I went into review of that. And I think like Mars came in and it said, wait, like this is how friendship is supposed to be like what we have. So let me go and review like, what is like happening in my life? Like what friendships or relationships that I have that aren't really like serving its purpose for me anymore. And so Mars came in and like really cleared that out. And it was almost like, man, like what a segue into Libra season, right? Mm. What a segue into like, Oh, I'll show you your friends and then I'll tell you who you are. Like that's, that was essentially my like big, Virgo message. It cleaned up that third house. That's a really cool one. I mean, just as a side note, and I know we've said it before, but for anyone that's curious about um, what's going on in their own charts, like don't forget you can go to DeAndrea's website, theritualhouse.com, which will be down in the show description. Um, but yeah, it's so interesting to see how whatever energy we're in collectively, what that looks like, but then down on an individual level, like how it really then pops. I mean, it's like, you can't make this stuff up. And it's, it's so funny to see like the progression and the movement for all of us and what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and of I course, 
her telling us what is going on in our chart. Yes, that totally <laughs> helps too. And also, DeAndre, I want to share about your ritual bath that I took too. Um, I took it a few days after the new moon. And it was, I've done a couple of them so far, just so people know with the ritual baths. But this one was super different for me. And, you know, of course, I did my bath and everything. And afterwards, not only was the scent amazing, um, but I had this deep clarity. Like I got out and all of a sudden I just knew what I needed to do. And I just felt like the fog clear. So oh I think that was really supportive too with the whole Virgo season. It really helped me like figure out, okay, I know what I'm going to do next and I'm just going to start working now. So that, thank you, was amazing to do. And I look forward to the next one too. You know, now that you say that, it makes me think it's funny because I've been holding on to my ritual bath to do tonight for the equinox. Mm -hmm. And it's funny how she's talking about us. Well, now we're moving into Libra season and then like, um, with my year being a seventh house year and all of this thing. And it's, I like the idea that I'm going to do this in a way of almost like a, mm, it feels like a new cycle of initiation for me. Like I can tell, I can feel something stirring. I'm going into a new phase and I love that idea of being very intentional about it, you know? So yes. anyway, if you guys want to know, that's on her website too. <laughs> I know. And then also just to, like, I love doing it um, with the new phases and the new cycles, but also sets clear intentions. And it's just, it's so supportive of what's going on. Well, you guys have given me all the goosebumps, literally. Um, but yeah, you know how I talked about like self-care is going to be like extremely important this month because all the stimulation, like all the paying attention to that, the last little thing that ties everything together or are the little things that are building the foundation from where we're going from here forward like self-care in the sense of not like getting your hair done or anything like that but like spiritual self-care I think it has been the one thing that's like kept me well mm -hmm. you know what I mean and like the, kept me well and the great thing about your ritual baths too is you know, the words that we're invoking and what we're saying when we're doing the ritual bath, like those words oh. were incredibly powerful. And so that just sets the tone of everything. Yeah, that, I mean, even before doing the bath, cause you know, I'm saving it for tonight, but just reading the words alone, do you remember when I was like, oh my God, like, yeah, it was very powerful. Mm -hmm. You know, when I first started it, I think that um, I always talk about being in my Virgo moon versus my Pisces sun. Um, the first one I, like the first few that I did, they were very Vir Virgo. You know what I mean? I was thinking too much. And then like that last one, <clears throat> this Virgo one that I did, that was all my Pisces. Like I called in, I have a guy that I work with and she comes in and she has me go to my cabinet. I pull off every herb, every oil, everything that she wants me to put in. I don't have it memorized what each herb means but I do have an herb dictionary, kind of like a witch's type of dictionary that gives me the energy and the properties of each um, herb. So I then for know after that, like what the theme of this bath is. And then I create my spell and my ritual just from the energy of what my guide had me put into the bath. So that, I think that invoked just a whole other like energy into what it is that the collective needed, like going forward. 
Yeah, that's fun stuff. And like you saying that to the collective, it I think is a good segue even into this energy that we're going into now and um, talking about Libra energy and the different aspects of that. So I guess like, could you just kick us off with that? Like what comes up for you? One of the things anyway, that comes up for you when you think of a Libra season? Well, I mean, we spent six months going from ourself and now we've hit the other, mm-hmm. right? So we spent uh, like the first month, airy season, like what is it about me? What is it for me? Then what is it um, that I value? And then what, how am I communicating that? And then what do I need for home? And then what am I trying to create? And then how am I serving that? So all of this was us, like all of us was bringing ourselves into the picture. And now we come into Libra season, bringing in the other, right? So even talking about the spring equinox, we go from mostly daytime and less night to equal part day, equal part night to who am I and how do I ref- how do you reflect those pieces of me? We're bringing in the other, like there's this balance. There's a weighing of what I need for me and how can I compliment the other person or what can the other person give to me? And I think that's what, you know, we're doing in life. Like what, what is on the outside of me? How can I, how can I color the other And how can the other color me? Where is that balance line? What do I need to be complete? It's like, it's like a full moon type of energy. You know, there's an opposite there that gives you what you lack or vice versa. And I think like when I think of Libras, um, you know, not to like um, ostracize anybody, but you know, I always talk about like Libra being the lawyer, right? You know, they find loopholes and things. They take a step back and they find a truth in the lie and they find a lie in the truth. They're able to manipulate the word. They're able to manipulate the scene. And so I think in, in certain ways, when we look for something in the other, we're looking for something that we want to see or something that makes us look better. Like there's this superficial to you know the Venusian side of this this Venusian um, sign it being a masculine sign you know that's I'm trying to hold back from the other things I want to ask you about it because now I think about it I'm like my mind is spinning with what you just shared but I know you'll talk about it more um, during our day break but one of the things you highlighted because you keep talking about the other right so even with the two of you like what comes up or what have you learned about yourself in relationship? I mean, not just romantic, but even like friendships and these types of things. Do you have, or do you feel like you have a certain kind of rhythm with relationship, just it in of itself? That's a great question with relationships. And when I think about like friendships and family and relationships, I think they all kind of have their ups and downs. And I think a lot of them do take work to make it. Do you know what I mean? Like if I want to be friends with someone, well, I got to put forth the same effort that they are. And I, when I, when they don't, well, you know, I'm going to back off and realize that that person really isn't going to be in my life for this time. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I think that's actually happened a lot this year, just because I've had some big transitions and it's, 
been weird where certain people you thought you wanted to be friends with and you thought you connected with really have no interested, you know, interest. And then that makes me feel like, well, I guess I served them. You know what I mean? And then that kind of made me a little salty, but it is what it is. And you just kind of let it go. <laughs> they served you too. They did. Right? I mean, because now yeah. you know what to look for. Now mm-hmm. you know what that feels like. You know what yes. I mean? I always, I'm like, I'm feeling like saying thank you. Like I dated this guy from like 14 to 24. And I mean, he was like horrible. He's the most grateful figure in my life till this day. Mm-hmm. because he has shown me all the things to look for to be like not over here player no yes I do I, I say thank you for him all the time that's so, what yeah, I think like, of with relationships too like I always see them as uh, one of my friends she jokes and says like I'm always studying like as if I'm like a scientist studying people but it really is a thing of with relationships to me they're so don't make I don't mean the word, but they're so interesting to me. Like, it's really interesting to me, like the interaction between two people and like what yeah. someone may trigger in you that someone else doesn't, what someone may highlight for you that someone else doesn't. Like, I just think they're, I'm always so thankful. It's very similar to what you said, D. Like, I'm so thankful for all the relationships um, and people who have come in my life, like no matter what it was, the length of time, whatever, they taught me something. And so, yeah, I really see them as like these, like everyone is these teachers in my life. And I do feel, oh, sorry, but I do feel um, the deep soulful connections though. Like there are people I meet that I know, like Deandra is a great example with us meeting. It was just easy and it felt right and it felt familiar and it felt comfortable. So there are some that you just know that these are the right people for you and this is your tribe. You know what I mean? I do. Yes. I was going to say that, um, that when you ask, like, what do we look for in another person? I think what I've learned is that I've always looked for somebody who can, who's better than me. Like Mm -hmm. I am always like, and by better, I mean, if I'm going to play tennis, I would rather play tennis with somebody who's going to encourage me to grow. Like, I don't want to beat somebody every time. If I'm having like friendships, I want, I feel like, I feel like no matter what, I'm always bringing something to the table. I'm a great speaker. I will like, I don't like put my emotions in. If I'm like giving you advice about something, like it's really like I take my own feelings out of it and try to see you and the situation. And I feel like, I'm always looking for somebody who has qualities that um, hasn't reached their peak in my life and I'm learning from them. Like Yolanda, Yolanda is always like, you know, fuck it, let's just do it. And I'm just like, wait a minute, hold on. Like I haven't even had a chance to think about it yet. You know what I mean? I always need to like go through that. And Amy, Amy is like, fuck it, dude. Like, Dude, you know what I mean? Dude, yes. Dude. Amy's like, just ask him. Like, Amy, I swear, and I say this to Yolanda, even if we're talking and and Amy isn't present, which is very rare, but I'm always like, I wish I had some of that. Amy gives zero of them. It's so true. Zero. And she would be like, well, no, this is what I mean, and this is what I want, and that's what I'm going to go get, and no, I need you to go do this because that's what I asked. And I don't, that's not a skill of mine, but she gives me something to aspire to, to be, the, be able to even say, 
yeah, you know, I plan on doing a subscription box or yeah, I plan on doing this. Amy will tell you what she's planning on doing and tell you to show up, set your appointment at 4 p.m. I will, you know what I mean? I, I want some of that. So I'm always looking for people to, that compliment me that have something that I lack. And I think that maybe that's my full moonness. That's well, funny. I, you make I, me think it's like both sides of the coin with me. I, there are a lot of people who come into my life and inspire me and show me exactly what you're saying. Like, show me like, oh, what's possible? You know, like, oh, you can do X, Y, Z. Um, I didn't even know that was possible or it's something that I would have struggled with. So it's very inspiring. But then there are the ones too that, man, I mean, really have pushed my buttons where at the onset, I used to think, why aren't they different? You know what I mean? Like, why would you do something like that? That makes no sense to me. And I would just go into anger. Whereas now when I'm confronted with those same types of relationships, it's kind of like, huh, wow, what's in me that is being triggered by this? And like, what is my judgment around this? Or what is my, like, why do I even care? So it's really interesting too, coming into this work, there's been a lot of looking at through relationships, like looking at, like, don't sweat the small stuff, but like for real, you know what I mean? Like what in the hell goes on with me when there are people that you just bump heads with and it's like, whoa, Buddha. So yeah, I think relationships are just amazing. <laughs> you know, All and what the, also a weird thing I think about you with relationships, and I'm sure other people do it too, but I, I'm always wondering what, what did we agree to do together. Uh, yeah. What's my lesson? What's your lesson? Yep. And how far are we taking this? Like, I'm always wondering, all right, what did I sign up for with you? You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. The thing that's hard for me to let go of with that though, is sometimes where, have you ever had an interaction with someone and it was triggering, challenging all the things, right? And you and your space are able to do that and to go like, oh, I see what this was about. Like, I appreciate the lesson like you with your ex even, right? But there's the part of me that still has to work on letting go on whether or not they see it or get it. You know what I mean? Because a lot of times, even though you get it, the other person is still an upset or they still have whatever feelings they have about it. So that is still a challenge for me of not being concerned with how they work through it or not. And like really just being thankful for what I learned through it and what I was able to see. That's hard for me. That's not a challenge of mine. <laughs> like, Sorry. I don't care. I no. do not care what because you're going through. I, because I stayed so long. Yeah. And I've withheld so much and, and or sorry, withstood so much that once the severing happens, um, I know you got whatever I gave and I surely got what you gave. And your ability to navigate that is, that's you now. Yeah. And it's fine. When you said that, I was trying to think of some relationships. Oh, like, really, I just don't care. I mean, they're so kind of like, I don't care. But usually when they're more fresh, I do. I struggle with that. Well, you remember I said with the, with the last thing, I was like, oh my God, like, I actually feel good. And I felt more. I felt some kind of way about not caring more than I felt caring, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. Like, I was mm -hmm. like, oh, my God, I actually, like, that felt right. 
because we were friends for like almost 20 years. That felt right. And I felt more sad about it feeling good than I did about it happening in and of itself. Well, that makes me think to ask you guys too, like what comes up for you around the transition in relationships? Because, you know, people may be in our life in a very particular way for a period of time, but then with a lot of relationships, stuff change. Like I even think of, you know, some friends that I used to be with every day, like we were inseparable. And now it's like, maybe we shoot each other a text once a month and I love them just the same, but you know, things change. So how do you guys deal with that? Like the change in dynamic, even if it wasn't like something as severe as a breakup, you know what I mean? Um, I have two friends like that. My two friends in uh, Kansas city. I know as soon as I go back, we're linking back up and we're having lunch and we're going out to eat and we're catching up. There's just, they're my sisters. We've known each other since we were teenagers. Um, we don't talk every day. I haven't even spoken to them in a minute. Kids are graduating high school. <laughs> you know what I mean? So there's that dynamic. But I know as soon as I get back, we fall all back in line. Yeah. But yep. We, we're, we're women. We have families, husbands. School. You understand I, that you can't be talking every day. Yeah. We don't like live in happens. the same place anymore. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What about you, Ames? Transition with friendships and relationships. Sometimes it's a challenge. I won't lie. Uh, it all depends on the energetic ties you have with people and how you deal with letting go. Some are far more easier than others. And others I've really, really had to struggle with about letting go and decording and understanding like why the relationship ended and why it's time to move on. And then also like catching myself in my brain and then thinking about neuroscience. Well, I'm addicted to feeling this way. I'm addicted to pulling this person back in my space because they feel good and they feel comforting, even though I hate their guts and there's reasons <laughs> we're not, you know what I mean? So like, that's the hard part. It might not be, it's not their physical presence, but it's their energetic presence for me. That is what is the hardest to let go of. So that makes sense. I think for me now I'm thinking about it, it's changed over time. So I think in my twenties, when it first started happening, cause that's usually with, you know, about the time when it starts hitting and in the first phase of that, it was challenging for me only because it, it was hard to see the people that you're so connected with building bonds with other people, even though you are too. Like that was challenging for me, like almost like possessive in a way, like that's my friend. You don't even know them. Like, please stop playing. I was really, I was that friend. Like, mm -mm. I don't know who Betty is and I don't even care. Um, <laughs> but now at this phase in my life, I'm really like, oh my God, so deeply thankful for those friendships that you can, doesn't matter how much time goes by, doesn't matter any of that. Like, just like you said, D, like you link back up and it's like, you didn't skip a beat, but I'm yeah. also thankful for it. Cause you guys know I'm not the best with like plans or not even always keeping in touch. So I appreciate the not, friends. That is the truth. <laughs> <laughs> but I appreciate my friends for knowing that doesn't mean I'm not constantly thinking about you. It doesn't mean no, I don't no. love you. Like, you know you what I mean? You just don't like to make plans. Yeah. And you can't stand it. 
So yeah, I appreciate those connections now in this phase of my life. Well, you know what, like your friends have to understand, like, that's you. Um, that's you. Like, yeah. look, if we make some plans and we got 30 minutes to meet up and we get that text message, I am not 100% surprised. I am not attached to that. I have been doing better though. No, you have been doing tremendously better. But I'm just, you know, like, you don't even get emotional about it. You're like, mm -hmm. oh, that's and then like, that's it. Yeah. So it's about honoring who your friends are. Like we, we all like bring a nuance to the table. You know totally. what I mean? All of us. Like I know I used to get on your nerves. I probably showed up at your house like every fucking day. And you're like, yo, I don't feel like. comical to me, honey. No, it <laughs> didn't get on my nerves. It was really funny because honey, you just would like lay out and be like, listen, this is what's going on. Like you were very interesting to me because honey, you were having so much come up so quickly. That's, mm -hmm. That was fascinating to watch. Like, dang, no, that was, that was not, that didn't bother me. <laughs> No, the same thing now with Amy though look I would be like hey and I would go over her house I have my own corner on her couch like I would take her blankets in the same corner I would go in her refrigerator I know she's like this bitch is crazy but that I mean I know that she knew that's just who I was just like Amy would be like girl that outfit is not cute um what's that ring light it does not look good it's distracting me like Amy will tell you yeah. I know that's Amy so like I honor like all that you know, it's mm -hmm. funny now I think about the three of us because I knew Amy before I knew you. And even though Amy and I stayed in touch because we met in our Reiki class and we stayed in touch, but we didn't, it was like, we didn't like bond, but there was just this like connection and like we stayed in touch. It was like, it was cool. But then when you two came together and it was like, you guys have definitely traveled. You introduced many. us. Yes. I introduced the two of you and something in that, it was like, you were kind of like this bridge in a way that also allowed mm -hmm. Amy and I, our dynamic to shift, which was mm -hmm. really, really interesting too. Cause like, I still think we would have stayed in touch, but we definitely we were like slow moving with like depth. Oh of yeah, for sure. <laughs> and I would come to you a lot. You're, you're my energy healer. So I would come to you and you would listen. Do you know what I mean? So right. our relationship wasn't really a, a friendship. I mean, yes, we were friends, but it wasn't a deep friendship or anything right. like that. And then this one comes along and is like, my friend. Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, we're, we're, both up. <laughs> we're all friends. Thank you. Let's get together. Oh but gosh. Yolanda too, I also think there's timing. You know, mm -hmm. I've met people before and then they've showed up later in my life. And all of a sudden that's where the bonding and the relationship happens. So right. I think that's just part of our story too. Where we came in, we met and then did our stuff and then circled back together. So totally. It's really interesting how like it reminds me of because you know DeAndrea always talking about seasoning things, but it was it's like she brought a different flavor to our mm -hmm. connection. You know, she stirred the pot just a little differently, and now the shit's I delicious. Up that Hello. Brew. <laughs> okay, so before we go to our day break, I do want to um, bring up the other part that we talked about behind the scenes, which related to our uh, Libra season, which was balance. So a lot of people have a lot of feelings around that word in of itself. But when you guys think of balance, like what comes up for you? Does that even, what does that mean for you? 
Balance for me means being even keeled, you know, like emotionally, not being too high, not being too low, being in a, you know, a joyful, loving state, but also balance, you know, there's other ways to balance too with your work and with relationships. So there's so many levels of balancing and also balancing your energy. Like that's huge for me. So during our day break, I am going to talk about a stone that's really helps with that too. A stone? Yes, a crystal, a black kyanite one. Okay. Mm -hmm. I just asked because your thing went out a little bit. So I want to make sure people heard what you said. Um, I think I think of support. Mm. I think the whole thing of balance for me is, um, you know, I I always give my husband like this analogy, like if one person, like if you're a team, like if if there's this duality there, there's always a time where someone else needs to either sit the bench or be in the game. And then sometimes you'll be in the game at the same time. But at the end of the day, it's all about like being able to hold each other and support. And I think that's the whole thing of having the other come in to balance out that person, to bring in the duality, to, to have the acid balance the salt. You know what I mean? There Mm -hmm. is just to cook it up some more. um, There is like, there's, there's an element of support when it comes to balance. Even like my husband, he's like, he's opposite than me. I'm a Pisces, Virgo, full moon. He's a Libra, Aquarius, full moon. Leo, Leo. Leo. Sorry, too much Libra talk. Leo, Aquarius, <laughs> full moon. And he's different. Like he, and in one way, he's like very philosophical. He likes political stuff. He's about, you know, military stuff. And me, like if we watch TV, all my stuff is about fairies and witches and werewolves. And <laughs> you know what I mean? And he like likes to watch World War Two and what happened to this president. You know what I mean? There's he has something to teach me. Now I could not be with somebody who was exactly in this world and did not balance me in another way. And I wouldn't want to be with somebody who was not open to what I have to bring to the table and respectful of of how I how I navigate this world. Yeah. I like that because I think it points to, again, like that beauty and relationship where people really teach us so much about ourselves and like activate parts of us that we probably wouldn't have realized on our own. Um, When I think of you create the whole. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Within you. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And I, when I think of balance, I actually, what comes up for me a lot of times is I think of a lot of people think it has to be like equal parts across the board. Like I have to spend the same amount of time to be creative as I do, as I have to be work as I do, as I have to do relationships. Like they, I think overwhelm themselves. Well, how do I fit it all into the pie? And for me, balance has been knowing what to focus my attention on when, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. sometimes I have to go all in, in this direction, but I know I'm going to come back to the other side of the scale, but honey, I can't always do both at the same time. You know what I mean? Yeah, you bring up a good point. It's okay. Mm -hmm. And you brought that up last time too when we were talking about, um, or maybe it wasn't on a podcast, maybe it was just our little Marco Polo, when we were talking about the energy of the seasons that we're in. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes we're going to go, we're going to be not present anywhere else. Right. But we need to use that energy when it's provided to us to get done what we have to get done. 
but then the next season comes and we ain't doing shit. You know what I mean? It's just Mm -hmm. like, let me utilize what's being offered to me. Let me take advantage of that because it does end up balancing itself out. Okay. So this, dear love, what you just said is a perfect segue into our daybreak. Okay, shall we? Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm ready. You mentioned season and today is the autumn equinox. So I have to start out with asking you that, especially with what you just said. What comes up for you uh, with this particular season, what it represents, and even any uh, suggestions for people of how to make the most of this energy or what to be aware of? Well, I mean, what is the equinox? It's when we're midway in between, right? So the equal part day, equal part night. And how do we associate that with ourselves? It's incorporating the light and the shadow. It's acknowledging like what is repressed and what we allow to shine. It's going deep and saying that I honor both of those things. Like there's a duality within all of us where we need to be able to say, okay, um, why did I do this thing? Why am I feeling this way? How can I honor that and say, okay, like this is for me, or this is something that um, is not allowing the scales to be balanced. I think that's happening with relationships. I think that happens like within our field of study, like what are we doing in our business that does not serve us anymore? What do I need to bring in to balance that out? What do I need to get rid of? Because that business Although it is our thing, it is separate from us. Like what, what makes us feel like we're giving everything we have, but I'm still honoring myself, right? right. So what, what is that outward thing? How does that look in comparison to how it makes me feel? Like there needs to be a relationship with everything that we do, both internally and both externally. Like what are we reflecting out into our world and how is that affecting who we are internally? I love that. Oh, so what comes up for you, Ames, this season, I, especially considering all that you've had going on recently, like even with what she just shared, what comes up for you in that? Well, uh, I was, that's a great question. Um, I was really stuck on like, what should, what should I talk about this time? What am I doing? I was talking to Andrea. I'm like, ah, frozen, you know? And so she provided some great advice, of course. And so I sat and I was sitting in meditation and really thought about it. And I was guided to talk about black kyanite. And I love black kyanite. And I love kyanite in particular anyway. But black kyanite is another balancing stone. It helps relieve the imbalances that you have. And it's also a fantastic protector. Mm -hmm. So... There's been um, people just in my community that have talked about, you know, protecting their space. They're also going through transitions and there's people and things happening where they energetically feel their space, you know, being uh, not violated, but, you know, poked at, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I was really thinking that what has helped me be protected and also feel overall balance and still moving forward. And I thought about Black Kynite. And I remember when I discovered the power of black kyanite and I was wearing it on me one day and I remember coming back from a meeting and I was so impressed. I didn't get triggered and I didn't have an emotion and I sat in my own space and I didn't feel anyone else's energy. And believe me, some of these meetings I'm in can get really intense. And I came back from that meeting floored 
floored. I remember looking at my colleague like, wow, I really kept it together, didn't I? And then I realized it's because I'm wearing black kinate. And it was the first Can time. Can you show me that? Because I've yeah. only seen blue. So this is a black kinite, and a black kinite kind of looks like a feather. It's raw. It's got these crystal formation. It's absolutely beautiful. It's not too comfortable so in my bra. That, like, <laughs> it has that still that flaky kind of look as the yeah, blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it, it, pretty. It, it does. It feels um, a little bit different from the blue one, but it's absolutely gorgeous, and they come in these little feather things. But anyway, I felt that protection, and that was the first time I wore it with intention during, you know, when I knew I was going to be in an environment and I felt the protection. So of course, um, I went back and looked up more about the properties of black kyanite because I only, when I have my stones, I kind of just remember a few of those things that I'm drawn to. So of course I go back in and look up black kyanite and don't you know, it's a balancer. It's also, it um, restores a positive flow of energy through the body. It raises your vibrational frequencies, but without having you like project out, like you still stay in body while you're using this. And also um, it balances the meridian system, powerful protector, like I said. Um, I've also read that it's popular with healers, which I didn't know, but I read several articles that brought up that healers use this and how it helps healers. Um, and it aids in physical healing too, which I didn't know. And I thought that was fantastic. New discovery with that one. And it's also um, a powerful grounding crystal and transmitter. Um, and it also helps with manifestations. And don't you know, it's a Libra stone, which I didn't know. So oh wow, it worked Wait, out. Can we yes. please just pause for the cause? It D. Don't you know the way she? Yes, don't you know? Twice she hit us. Oh, I've been but, like waiting because you remember Bobby's World back in the day that cartoon. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Don't you? Wait, know? Oh yes, the but, mom. I love her. <laughs> Wait, but the way she lights up when the topic of crystals come up is just like. I know, honey. Talk about what. You know what, though, I think a part of that too was like, look at the last two times like she spoke about stones. It was she felt she was picking a stone for what we were talking about. Uh So when she came to me, I'm like, I'm not just pick the stone. Just like sit and pick whatever is calling to you, and then look up what what it means, and it would be the perfect thing. Uh I think like that's how we that's how what is needed comes to us. When we try to like stay within this little frame of like what we feel we need versus allowing us it to come to us what we need. Thinking, talking about what you said about being in that meeting and you having that stone on, I think what that did was it allowed you to keep what's yours and not take on what wasn't. Mm -hmm. And And it was powerful. I mean, it was powerful. I, I couldn't believe it. I just was floored. It was amazing. And also, side note, talk about balancing. I came to you when I was all freaked out, and you calmed me down. <laughs> See? So oh. Well, it's interesting. I was looking all around. I was listening to you, Ames, but I was looking because Dee okay. said something that reminded me of one card, and of course, that deck is nowhere near me. Then I knew I was going to show the justice card to go with the season, and my deck that I wanted to use is nowhere near me. So that's, that's a good always one, fun. Actually. Yeah. So the only one I have in front of me is this particular depiction of the justice card in tarot. But as you guys know, and I've talked about it on the podcast before. I will say how this relates to me in terms of um, like the equinox anyway. 
I think a lot of um, harvest. So when the equinox comes, it's very closely linked for me to exactly what DeAndrea said, like really taking stock of my shadow and also the light side, right? So like really looking at what I appreciate about what I learned through this year so far, whether it was challenging or it was inspiring, no matter what, like really being honest with myself, like that look in the mirror, right? But with the justice card, I always think of that story of Mayat where it's that Egyptian mythology of at the time of death, our heart is weighed against the feather of Mayat. And if our heart is light as a feather, we go on to the field of reeds, which is like paradise. But if our heart is heavy, it's devoured by this beast, which is like this crocodile god. But if we look at it as just an analogy, it makes me think a lot about the like our ego, right? So like what goes on in our shadow that we allow to devour us versus how can we get into a space of lightness of heart where we can see the lessons, have the understanding, have the appreciation for whatever things were. So mm -hmm. a lot of what you guys have said really feed into the energy of this card. And I think it's a good reminder for all of us to like, take stock of really how you've grown and not get so caught into clinging to grudges and all the things that make you heavy. Like why you want to go through yeah, or take on other like people's that? stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Don't really have time for that. Mm -mm. So yeah, that's what that I'm going to do stuff. when I do my ritual bath tonight, honey, mm -hmm. take stock, say bless the shadow and the light. You know, it's funny. Let me see here real quick. Today's so we were talking um, on the phone earlier. I was just pulling up um, the chart of the chart. <clears throat> and we were talking about how, you know, uh, Virgo is ruled by Mercury and Mercury and, and Venus and Libra is ruled by Venus and Mercury and Venus have just like, you know, they're really like the lovers in the sky. Right. And so you have, um, you have the sun and then you have Mercury and Venus, like Mercury and Venus are never more than 72 degrees away from each other. And they're never more than what 47 degrees away from the sun. So, they never make a hard aspect. They never fight by being in a square. They're never on opposite ends by opposing and trying to figure out how it's going to work. They're either touching, they come together and make love once, however often, and then they're in a sextile. They're saying, hey, I'm here. I can see you. If you need something, let me know. So the story of those two, like even like going kind of back and forth right now, they're in, we're still in um, Virgo season. So we're still in Mercury's domicile. Mer Mercury is at home, but Venus is there supporting him. She doesn't so much love to be in Virgo, but she's like, all right, my blue thing is here. I'm about to see what he needs. <laughs> all about balance. Right? You know? And then, so right now, like she's, she is, um, she's ahead of him, like she's 26 degrees and they like kind of, she stays ahead of him. And then something happens like right after the full moon, she go, or he, uh, he gets in front of her. He opens the door into Virgo season and then he allows her to come through, you know, just like the gentleman he is. And there's going to be a shift of energy that's going to happen. Like once we move into Libra season, Venus is going to be at home. 
Mercury doesn't mind being in Libra, but Venus gets to do what she does. She gets to create harmony. She gets to create balance. And then to have Mercury, the, per, the, the energy of communicating what that is. Like, you know, I was talking to you guys and like all this stuff was coming in my mind. And I was like, you know what? Mercury is like all the words, right? Like he, he gets all the information. He takes all the details down. And then what does Ver, or, uh, Venus do? Venus makes the poem, right? He gets all the ingredients and Venus makes the meal. Like she makes things beautiful. She makes things palatable. She makes things able to be understood in a very harmonic way, right? He's, it's just a beautiful relationship. And I think if we all just really like stay in the energy of the months that we're in, the harmony, like it comes, like the beauty of things, like we don't have to fight. Like it's a dance the same dance they do. No, they won't be together all the time, but they're always supporting each other. And I think that's the whole point, like going into Libra season. There's two things that come up with that too. Um, one, you're reminding me of when you're saying this, like really being mindful of our own communication and relationship, you know, because again, like we can be quick to point out at everybody else, but really like just acknowledging that, like, what is our communication like when we are relating to others, like how we're personally relating to others. But what you also just brought up was the question I wanted to ask you at the beginning where I said I would wait till daybreak, because you mentioned us being in this Venusian energy. And some people may know that Venus rules Taurus and Libra. So I wanted to see if you could share a little bit of how this energy supports us or highlights for us very specific to rulership over Libra versus Taurus? Okay, so how it works is we have feminine and masculine signs, right? And so Taurus is a feminine sign. So um, we were all talking, we like to bring in about Egyptian goddesses extremely often, like um, it's Yolanda and I's lineage for sure. And so it's a language that we understand. So when she brought up, oh, Hawthorne being, you know, Venus, and I'm like, yeah, she is, but she is, she's the, it's about beauty. It's about music. Like she plays the cis, like she is enticing you in that very Taurus Venusian way, that very feminine receptive way. And um, Maya is justice, is balance. Um, she's doing it in a very... Um, she's creating harmony mm. and it's a very harmonious way. It's a, it's, it's the ability to take something that's in and do it outwardly. It's, 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 it's just a, it's just the masculine versus a feminine, um, play yeah. on Venus. I have to ask you about this too, what both of you think, because, um, you just made a light bulb go off for me, but thinking of the energy of what the three of us experienced in Virgo season and which I'm sure a lot of people listening can relate to. And we would love to hear what you all experience in these different seasons as well. But what you just said, it just like, Oh, right. Creation, creativity, mm. right? Because like, yes. Okay. We think of Venus as, you know, like beauty and arts and all this, but you keep highlighting the feminine, the masculine, the feminine, 
hello, creation, right? <laughs> so, and I'm thinking of like, even what you said before about balance and the support and how we bring things together to create something new, whether it's people, ideas, whatever it may be. Yeah, so for something, I don't know, you just struck a chord with me, like the energy too of like what we're creating and how. Yeah, anyway. we're always we're always taking two sides of every corn of every coin to create the whole. So there comes a point where um, Venus is the planting of the seed and Libra is the picking of the fruit, right? Mm -hmm. There's a reception and there's a taking. There's a giving. You're reminding me of two um, the lovers card, in fact, and like that harmonization of the feminine and masculine within our own being, and even recognizing in ourselves when to be receptive and when to act and when to like just take pause and when to like you know be more outward in our expression. So, yeah, I love all of this too. How it highlights again like that balance, that union, that relationship within ourselves, which really is always what this work is pointing back to. So, and, and I think something very rarely easy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And something to, to remember is allowing yourself to be in that balance. So for example, me, I'm so one-sided, I'm fiercely independent and blah, blah, blah. Well, you know, I picked a Kuan Yin card recently because I love her and in it had a passage specifically that said, you're here to also be supported and you need to know that these relationships are harmonious because you're giving back too. So it might not be the same exact way you're giving back, but you'll give back something else that will balance that person. So for me, that really helped me lift the feeling of needing to be independent and allow support and balance from other relationships to help me. You know, that makes, I'm oh, sorry, babe, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, um, when Amy just said the support thing in a relationships, how I was talking about Amy, like what she has that I don't have earlier, it was that, oh, she'll tell you what she needs, right? And then that's also a masculine thing, which I have a hard time doing, like say, oh, hey, babe, I need this, or oh, hey, I need that. But Amy, on Amy's side, like her work is to allow people to like say, hey, do you need? can I give you this without her, without it being yeah. her telling you it's allowing someone else to come and do the offering. You know what I mean? Like that is also another version of that giving and the receiving and the allowing and the accepting. Well, it's what she brought up for me too, is recognizing that people aren't necessarily going to give in the way that we do. Cause you know, like a lot of people get annoyed in relationship of like, this is what I would do for you. This is how I would do it. Well, guess what? Mm -hmm. I don't want, I didn't even ask for anything that yes. way. So Thank it reminds you. me of um, love languages, you know, like people look at yes. the love language test, but also being mindful of not only how you like to give and receive, but respecting that other people may give and receive in a very different way. And how can mm -hmm. you honor that? Yes. And if you can't, how can you get the fuck out? <laughs> or fake it or fake it you know what i'm I mean? not faking no well sometimes well, when people give you stuff and they're from certain the people you've got to well oh. i'm not speaking of gifts and in, in, in that okay. regard i'm speaking right. of like in relationships <laughs> because you know and that's what happened like in my friendship like there was always like she wanted she wanted something else and that's not mm -hmm. who I am and I no longer was going to pretend that I had the capacity to be that because I do that's not. That's true. 
Yeah. Well, so. this is the thing though, too. I mean, sometimes and depending on what it is, because I've had this happen in relationship where what I appreciate and give and take was foreign to them and vice versa. Right. And mm-hmm. so we both made an effort to mm, support the other person and what they liked. And honestly, I mean, I grew a lot in that and was like, oh, actually, this is kind of a cool way too. even though Mm -hmm. still my way is my favorite. But, you know, like it gave me a different experience. Yeah. (laughs) We all know my love language. No. Yes, we do. What's mm -hmm. your love language, Amy? I don't know. I I don't know what my love language is. You'll have to do the test and let us know. Okay. Have you done the Enneagram yet? I don't know. Which one is that one? Which one does that tell you? That gives you the number and it tells you like what like type of person you are. It's not the INFJ thing. It's where you get a number. Oh, no, I don't. I don't think I've done the number one. No, that sounds new. Well, if you guys on the podcast are listening, go to the Instagram page and like just type in like what like we'll put a little post up there so you guys can let us know like what your Enneagram. Do you know what yours is, Yolanda? I don't. Mm -mm. Okay. I'm going to have, when you come out, like I'll have the book and I want you to take that test. I'm a five and my love language is acts of service. Like, which is, (gasps) oh yeah, that's the love language. Is there one that's appreciation or value? Words of, words of affirmation. Affirmation. Where people tell you things like, oh, you're so pretty. You're so beautiful. Blah, blah, blah. I wonder if mine's affirmation, not that part of it, but like the work part. Okay, I'll bring that book too. Yeah. Well, don't forget, Ames, take a note that when we come back next time, um, we'll have to share with people what your results were. Oh, yeah. And for people to share their results with us. Yeah. So um, we are at the hour. She likes all the gifts. Oh, yeah. She's a gifter. She loves it. Only child. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I love to You don't got to be an only child. Yeah, but I love to give gifts too. Yeah, you are a good gifter. It's not just like a one-way. I think that's how it works though, right? Like our, our love language is what we also like to give love. Right, yes. I like yeah. to do things for people. I like to feel like I'm taking care of them. Like that's mm-hmm. my act of service. Right. But when you have somebody like my husband who likes, um, he likes affection. Look, this Virgo moon is not about that life. I need a little mm-hmm. bit of space in you to go over there and leave you all over Like, <laughs> but I love him so that's something that is very hard that I have to work on like I have to be cognizant of it because he always wants to reach out and like hold my hand or touch my arm I'm like just going to get some water but that's the beauty of relationship right because that is exactly it like it does when we feel it's a relationship worth putting in that effort it really mm-hmm. stretches us to do things outside of our comfort zone. So mm-hmm. it's a beautiful thing. So we're at the hour, but I want to make sure that we talk about what's new in all of our zoos uh, before we go. So first of all, Amy, hello yes. with the new Hello. So I am um, moved into my new space in San Diego, and my website is live. It's amysagereiki.com, A-M-Y-S-A-G-E-R-E-I-K-I.com. And I'm excited to start taking people and having great conversations and helping people with energy healing. Yes. So go to her website, which we'll put the link in the show description. And it's so cute. Oh, no. It's so cute. The way she's decorated. I know. 
It is really cute. I'm still working on it. What did I say about her earlier? That's what I'm saying. I'm still perfecting it though. It's not done yet. Well, you know, there's going to be crystals there. So yeah. So already there already are. And I'm working on something too, to go underneath my table. So if you, of course, (laughs) I can't wait to see the grid. So, um, what was I going to say? If you are in the San Diego area, be sure to reach out to Amy for your in-person session. She is ready for you and she does distant work as well. So if you're not there, you can still work with her, but be sure to go to amysagereiki.com and then D your exciting new products that we have. We talked about the ritual bath, but you have something new for us. So what is it? Yes. So for about like two years and probably a little longer, I think that's two years is when I wrote like my mission statement. Um, I have been wanting to like curate like a ritual like system like set. So I like have like my ritual baths that I have, like I put in cheesecloth so you don't have to deal with that mess. Listen, honey, I am not, and I repeat, Mm -hmm. scraping herbs from my bathtub nor my drain, okay? I got enough hair on my drain and have to deal with like herbs getting down there. Um, But I also like created um, what I call like a glamour mist. So you have like your bath that you know, it clears you. It's almost like a mini healing session is honestly what the intention behind that is. And it sets the tone for your month. But then you have like all these days in between. And I talked about like, actually, like, you know, there's these things in like, pretty much every ancient spiritual civilization about like rubbing your body with oil. So I have like an oil and you do it like every night or every morning after your shower. And it's just like a way to connect like yourself with the intentions of whatever is in that ritual or whatever um, is, is in the ritual that you have. It just kind of like cloaks your body and allows your space to absorb the energy and the magic that it is that you're trying to live in. And then like, so every morning, like, there is um, a ritual or a glamour mist, basically. So the intention behind the oil is for your physical body to absorb that. And the energy behind the mist is for that energy to actually extend into your auric field. And, you know, it's a witch hazel base, which what does witch hazel do? Like it expands, it pushes out, it calls in the energy that you want. So all these will be on my Etsy store um, which will be the ritual house. It is not open yet because I'm still getting like all my packaging and stuff. I won't be too Virgo about it, but there will be those separately sold. And I am creating a kit that will have like other things to complete like your rituals um, on the shop. I'm hoping October. Well, this is the beautiful thing. They can go to the ritualhouse.com and don't forget it's H A U S which will also be in the show description. And that way you can be in the loop of what's new, what's going on, DeAndrea. You can have your astrology session, your energy work, all of these things. So it's um, really exciting to watch this too, like the progression of what is coming up for each of us through the seasons and mm-hmm. just like what it looks like in like a real way. And so I'm not going to share details, but I, the girls know, like I'm working on a project that I'm very excited about which initiated in Virgo season. And so um, I will share more about that publicly as it keeps taking form. But 
yeah, so my mind is consumed right now with that. And outside of that, I will um, love to see some of you at the medical Reiki, um, what's it called? Medical Reiki training and certification in San Diego. October 26th and 27th, I believe. Um, Amy and I will be there. So if you want more information about that, go to my website, theenergeticalchemist.com. And yeah, we'll just be here month to month sharing with you how our journeys are unfolding, but we want to hear from you too. So please share with us. You can go on our Instagram. Um, you can go to our sites, send us messages, whatever you like, but we want to hear what came up for you. And then the Instagram, what is that called again, DeAndrea? Sorry. The light of the day break. The light of underscore daybreak. And you can, um, We'll both, we'll all post it in our regular Instagram page so everybody can. Yeah. And we'll put the link for that in the show description too. It's brand new. Thanks, Steve, for putting that up for us. So, um, yeah, so that's it. Go follow the Instagram page so that we can continue to share with you in between our uh, light of day and our day breaks. Are you guys ready for this? Yes. Ready for the season? I am. Look how I'm like still blushing from you, even like mentioning your little project. <laughs> the whole joy that comes in my little heart. Like, every <laughs> yeah, I am good. Yes. Stuff. I'm trying so to, thankful. I'm trying to understand like, oh my God, is it, you know, because I'm so happy for you or because I think it's cool that my friend is doing something so big. Like I can't decide. <laughs> Am I being selfish right now? Or <laughs> am I supporting my friend? Let's say it's both, babe. It's both. So, yeah. So, we'll um, stay tuned for that. And, you know, yeah. Thank you always for being here. Thank you. Oh, I want to say thank you to everyone who has sent us messages after the previous episodes. Like, we really love hearing from you and hearing how the conversation has supported you in any way. So, yeah. Like, just want to acknowledge we appreciate the yes, feedback. Thank you. Yep. That's it, ladies. Yes. Thank Bye. you. Thank you, guys. Okay. So I have to say, I really enjoyed that conversation. We have three in the bucket now. I think we did a good job. High five up top. Um, just want to remind everybody. <laughs> right? Yeah. Rock. I just want to remind everybody. Um, Actually, my mind is going to the elements. I'm like, fire. That's, um, that's what I meant. Yeah, fire. So <laughs> think just, about Jay-Z. How do, yeah. <laughs> just want to remind everybody of um, how thankful we are that you are here and um, just sharing with us on the back end of the podcast. So just again, you can reach us on Instagram now. And the link for that is in the show description. And then D, how can we connect with you? for energy work, astrology, and the ritual baths and spray. Um, I can be found at theritualhouse.com. That is house spelled H-A-U-S. Um, you can also order baths are available to be ordered only for um, people in San Diego right now. I'm not shipping yet, but if you guys go to my website and sign up for my newsletter, I will let you guys know as soon as my Etsy store opens and I will have um, baths, ritual baths, um, enchanted oils, and glamour sprays. Um, there will also be a subscription type box, even though I won't be taking subscriptions, but you can order the box 
not dealing with that right now. Um, <laughs> but you can um, find out all that information on at www.theritualhouse.com. Can I just say really quick that your skin looks amazing. Side note, she's also an esthetician. So just want to point that out. Mm-hmm. Are we looking fabulous over there? <laughs> so Ames, let us know That's where we African can shot. let us know where we can connect with you, love. Yes, absolutely. Uh, my website, amysagereiki.com, or you can send me an email, amy, A-M-Y, at amysagereiki.com. Perfect. Thank you so much. Again, thank you everyone for joining us. You can reach me at theenergeticalchemist.com for more information about my work and also the upcoming medical Reiki training in San Diego. So that is it. Bye for now. Thank you.